Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There is a story for everyone here because every story matters. Welcome everyone to the Storybooks. This is the place to be if you are a lover of stories, learning new and interesting things, and if you want to grow abundantly. My name is Jay Phantom, and I believe it's my purpose to help you realize your worth and become the greatest and best version of you possible. I am grateful that you're here today. Now let's journey into the Storybox together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. Welcome back, my friends, to a very exciting week and episode, in fact, of the Storybox. Now, I thought I'd start the week off with a good friend of mine. She is just a really amazing woman, has a great story and a kind heart. Her name is Mary Ruth Guillem. Now, for those of you that don't know who she is, you're about to get to know more about her story and why she does what she does. But Mary Ruth is a certified health educator, nutritional consultant, and culinary chef. Imagine having all those three things on your resume to pass along, especially when uh, you go to marry someone one day. Uh, But after the passing of her brother and father and her mother's diagnosis with two benign brain tumors, she traveled the country to learn about the body's path to heal itself and stumbled upon what she termed the Mary Ruth method. Her program took off, gaining hundreds of of followers in just one year and eventually led her to create wholesome supplements for her family, friends, and fans of the Mary Ruth method. This grew into Mary Ruth Organics, and the business has been flourishing ever since. She lives in Los Angeles, California, and I was a little bit jealous uh, the fact that she gets to live there. But she has a brand new book out called Liquids Till Lunch. Now, for those that uh, are interested in this a bit more, it's basically 12 small habits that will change your life for good. A dozen life-changing and easy-to-follow actions everyone can replicate regardless of budget or time from the renowned health expert herself, Mary Ruth. And Mary Ruth's brand literally embodies her core mission to help others feel and perform their best. Her book, Liquids Till Lunch, encapsulates her philosophy and is a roadmap that anyone can follow uh, substantially improve their health, happiness, and psychological well-being. I have no doubt that you guys are going to love Mary Ruth and her energy, her story. She is a good friend of mine now and have really been impacted by her message uh, and everything that she's doing out there into the world. So please, if you do get something from this episode, share it around to your friends and family. Uh, Also, don't forget to uh, get a copy of Mary Ruth's book. All links are in the show notes below to everything that you need. Don't forget, if you enjoy this episode, to leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. That would be greatly appreciated. All right, my friends, you know what time it is. It's time to journey with me into the story box as we listen, learn, and grow from the incredible story of none other than Mary Ruth Guillem. Thank you so much for having me on the Story Box podcast. I am so thrilled to be here. Not only me, but all of my team, the whole Mary Ruth Organics team, every time I go on a podcast, um, we just all get so excited. So thank you for this opportunity. The opportunity, I am so grateful that you agreed to come on my podcast because (laughs) when I was researching all the work that you're doing in the world and making a huge difference, I mean, I believe in impact 
And I am a huge advocate for health, especially organic health. And I think the the kind of work that you're doing should be seen by many, many people. But I was more curious about your story in particular. So before we dive into that, I have one question I love asking all my guests to start mm-hmm. off with, which is what does success look like for you? Um, I love that you ask all of your guests this question. I think it's a great way to get to know someone because I'm sure everyone's answer, uh, very different answers. Um, so for me, I found I, I change so much every single month, every single year. Um, I am not the same person that I was a year ago. And so a success for me kind of all, is always changing. Mm-hmm. But something that I feel works well for me is I try to take a moment to think, okay, what makes me happy right now? Mm-hmm. And then I try to reverse engineer whatever uh, my daily routine is, how I spend the majority of my time. I reverse engineer my my routine, my daily routine to match a micro micro daily action in the routine to match the big picture definition of success for myself, whatever that is at that moment. And so right now I'm in the season of life where for me, success is pretty simple. It's um, making sure everything's in alignment. So I have four children under four and I have a team. I'm a huge team builder. I love, we have 90 employees at Mary Ruth Organics. And so happiness success for me right now looks like every single day has a little bit of time with my children, my family, my husband, and a lot of time with my business, my team, um, building Mary Ruth Organics. We're a mission driven company and because those things are in alignment for me, that's happiness, joy, success. I also really love running and I love cooking. So kind of a, a mixture of all that within a 24 hour period, um, that is success and happiness for me at this moment in my life. I love all those things, but for me, I'm curious about going into, I guess, the happiness of life and then trying to find alignment with oneself and then the busyness that life sort of thrusts us into. I mean, you mentioned that you got 90 employees of Mary Ruth Organics, which is a crazy amount of employees. Plus you've got four kids under the age of four, which <laughs> Mike, I don't know how you manage it. Plus you got a husband as well. Plus you got all these things you, you've got going on in your life. How do you manage your time wisely? So therefore you're not going towards burnout or you're not uh, removing yourself, I guess, from being happy because it's so easy to not be happy. That's right. So, um, I, I feel that the thing that has helped me the most in the last 15 years, um, so that's going from the last 15 years span would be like single, no children, no husband, no business, no employees, but something I've done for the last 15 years Mm -hmm. is time blocking. So I'm not sure if you've heard of time blocking, haven't heard of time blocking, but I am the biggest fan of time blocking. If someone said, how did you do these things? And also the key is not have burnout and Mm -hmm. maintain joy. Um, with so many different moving parts. I mean, the simplest answer for me is time blocking. So is it okay if I share exactly how I time block? It's pretty simple. Yep. But I think this is a huge add value for the audience. Mm. Um, I think if you don't know what time blocking is, just Google it, learn about it, read about it for five minutes. And then every day, the day before. So I usually do this before 4 p.m. because, you know, after 4 p.m. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of like the day, the day yep. you know, it's like already go, we're already going a little bit downhill here. <laughs> so, um, so before 4 p.m. I say, okay, let's time block for tomorrow. So um, time blocking basically gives you these blocks. 
You can add in whatever you want. I have everything in there when uh, I'm a working mom. So I have childcare, you know, when my children are eating, if I have to leave them lunch, if they have swim lessons, whatever, but also for the business. So I'll look at what's in my iPhone. I'll see, okay, I got, I have this Zoom call, this Zoom call, this call. I'm doing, I'm talking to Jay right now. Um, you time block it in and then the fun part. So time, people often think that time blocking is about, Oh, it's so rigid. There's no freedom. Um, but time blocking is actually your greatest tool to freedom and happiness, in my opinion. Again, it's not for everyone, but I feel that if people give it a chance, they can mold it. They can mold it to their happiness. So um, I, I often say structure creates freedom yeah. because that's what everyone wants. Everyone wants freedom to do all the things that they love all the time. And we have to work, we have responsibilities, we have so much to do. But you can also time block even Monday through Friday. So even during the work week, okay, once like last night, once my children were sleeping, I did the last of the emails and I went for a run at 8 p.m. It's almost dark at that time in LA. Went for a run, 20 minutes. And I did one of these things where you jog one minute, you sprint one minute, you know, different blocks. 20 minutes, I had my watch. I came back in the house. I was gonna make dinner. I had a face mask on, but I time blocked those things the day before. Mm -hmm. And the more you do it, you get in a momentum where you look forward to it. Even if your day is packed, um, some things you love, some things you don't love, you still have those little pockets of time to be creative, start a venture, uh, start a project, help a friend, help someone in your community, whatever it is, but you can even time block on the weekends. And so with my team at Mary Ruth Organics, this is like a huge part of just our company culture, our team building. I'm always encouraging um, my team, not just to time block for work, but to time block fun things on the weekend. You're going to, you're going to go out with your dog. You're going to go have brunch with your friends. You're going to go running for an hour. You're going to go to the beach, but just to maximize all of that time. And if that's all I did for the rest of my life, um, was to help people create a routine, um, that they felt supported their purpose or their gift. I think it is so exciting and so valuable. I appreciate you sharing that because I myself am a huge fan of time blocking. I mean, I get up at 4 a.m. in the morning yeah. and then I go for my, I have, I, I call it, so the first 30 minutes is my time alone with God. Then mm -hmm. I go outside, hit the pavement for about 45 minutes uh, running and then I do like a, a workout. Then I get back home and then it's like work time. It's just straight, let's go, whatever I can do, whatever I've got on in the day, let's do it. If it's interviews, if it's writing, if it's like, because I'm more creative, I find in the morning and then right come four o'clock in the afternoon, I'm just, nah, <laughs> don't, don't even bother contacting me after that. Like my brain's gone. I'd yeah. much rather you contact me at 3 a.m. in the morning because I'm more awake than believe it or not. But, then later on in the yes, day. Yeah. That's right. So, but I've always been interested by, so what if your plan, so to speak, during the day doesn't go or your whole day is out of whack? Like mm -hmm. I love this. The timing just doesn't go anywhere where you thought it would go. You planned for it, but the plan's gone awry. What do you do? How do you adjust to that? I love this question. Thank you for asking this question. Also, I, I love to hear that you also time block. Um, hopefully that hearing that your listeners will be even more inspired if they haven't tried time blocking to now time block. It's fun. Um, but this is the best. So I actually kind of um, function from a place where I expect I am not a pessimist at all. I'm actually an eternal optimist, mm. but I also always like to be prepared. So I try to imagine all the time that nothing's going to go my way so I can be prepared and also not disappointed. This is so powerful. So let's say the day before you time block for tomorrow, I kind of already assume that nothing I time block is going to work. There's going to be a fire. Something's going to happen. Maybe you get sick. Maybe there's a challenge. Um, and then what's great is that 
once the challenge occurs, it's so important to always maintain the internal strength that you are the cause and not the effect. This is also so powerful because, okay, something happens before you react, um, know that you're still the cause, not the effect. And what you can do and what I have done so many times, or the first part of the time blocking of the day will go good. And the the, the second half, it's all, it's all not happening, but I, I know from repetition. So healing through repetition, kind of doing the same thing over and over and over again for 15 years, I love to just take whatever was there and start to write it for the next day. Mm. And so I know that I don't have to do every single thing and stuff is not going to go my way. And for sure, somebody on my team is going to tell me something happened to Shopify, something happened to recharge, um, you know, a product went down on Amazon, all these little mini fires um, or, or even, you know, someone in our human resources department, their, their father-in-law passed away recently, you know, all these things happen, but to know that you can just move it from here to there and try again. And even if you were sick for a week, just move. The key is never to let go completely to just know that you can move it, but keep moving forward. You might even have two bad, really bad months where something happened. You had to move, you couldn't do anything. And I think that that's really encouraging to people just know you can just push it a little further, the deadline a little further. But the key, I think, is to never give up. Mm. Do you ever get stressed out a lot? So, um, you know, it's so tricky. I think overwhelmed is more the thing. Um, There will be these certain moments when I feel overwhelmed. Um, Happens to everyone, happens to all of us. And I think what brings me back is kind of what we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Just um, not looking externally for someone else to help me, but to know that I can uh, move stuff around and I can do this. And I think that that's important because so often, you know, even in relationships, sometimes people try to maybe place blame. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a better way of um, not being disappointed is to always know that you can figure it out no matter how unfair uh, life is. Life can be really unfair. It can be. And at any one moment, something can happen that is completely unexpected that can throw you completely awry. It can jolt you instantly, especially if it's like a loss or if it's a health problem. I myself am going through something in my own life health-wise that we did not expect to come up and you can't you can't plan for that like you can do as much as you can to plan but what what have you got in your toolbox right now which is okay i have to accept this is going on i need mm-hmm. to be happy with mm-hmm. and grateful that it is going on because i know there's going to be okay in the end anyway and mm-hmm. i need to do the things that are necessary if it, it means you know cutting things out that aren't necessary right now and then with necessary things. That's right. I love that. Exactly. Exactly. And also, so I, my entire life have believed in something just called like the universal force of goodness. Mm -hmm. I know you mentioned God, I believe in God. Um, But even if someone listening um, is not sure um, how they feel in general, even in a quantum physics level, mm-hmm. um, the idea of like a butterfly flapping its wings and the small little ripple effects, like there's like a quantum energy. And so something I just wanted to acknowledge about what you said about like, you're going through this health thing that you didn't think would happen to you or why is it happening now? I really believe that um, there's this universal force of goodness that kind of pushes each human being from the moment they're born uh, forward towards happiness. And so I think when all of these things happen to people, um, it's there to expand us, not to shrink us. So loss or a health challenge or financial debt. um, It's, I I encourage everyone to think of those things um, as a way to expand who you are and not to shrink. And so I I hope that you also are able to deal with your health challenges as quickly as possible, but I know that it will make you have a higher quality of life and more empathy for every single person. Um, And I think that that 
is not when people say, oh, uh, everything happens for a reason, but more that it's not in vain. It's not for nothing. I say as well that I'm exactly where I need to be in life. It may not always be where I want to be right (laughs) now, but it's exactly where I need to be in order for me to grow, to learn what I need to learn. You know, I, I think life is, is a joy. I mean, there's so many things that happen on any given day that I don't expect to happen that I could be good. Or if I choose to allow that to impact my attitude and take away my happiness, then I've just basically ruined my entire day by one little thing. Like it's amazing how how that happens to us because it's like the human condition ultimately, like it's so difficult for us to, I guess, try and be present in the moment when difficult things are going uh, wrong in, in our life and you know we're trying to manage everything that's going on so I, th- I think that uh and i appreciate everything that you're just saying there it makes total sense and i know it's going to be a huge help to everyone that's listening um right now so going towards your story for a moment mary ruth how did this all start for you like have you always been interested in health in food in in the organic uh side of things with supplements So I think what's amazing before I, one thing before I share just how my story unfolded and how all of the big milestones were definitely connected is that, um, I think that each person when they're, when they're planning their own projects, their own dreams, their own goals, um, it goes back to what we were speaking about a little bit in the beginning. Mm -hmm. The number one key, um, is to take time to have self-awareness about what makes you happy and then work towards creating this routine, this lifestyle, this way of living so that the routine supports the ultimate goals, dreams, aspirations. And so when you look back at, um, my life story, certain losses, I'll touch on it really quickly in chronological order for everyone listening. Um, and then the business and then the working with the clients one-on-one leading into the product line, it's all very much connected. And I didn't know all of I I didn't know all of the solutions to all of the many painful problems that happened over the course of my young adult life. But because I always went back to taking care of myself and a routine, I was able to allow all the problems to be solved and all the solutions and all the answers to unfold throughout that period. And so I will just touch on a few of the chronological events in my life that I think would be helpful for people listening and share my story. And so, um, I always, I grew up very happy. Um, my, my, my parents were very happy. I had a brother named Daniel. Um, it was a great childhood. I played a lot of sports when I was 12 years old. My dad was 42, um, suddenly passed away. Um, I also think sudden death when you don't get to say goodbye is just really, um, defining, um, especially in a child's life. And, um, and then my mom, Daniel, who's my brother and myself so close, um, just still having a great life, missing my dad a lot, but I played basketball. I was captain of my basketball team. I was all state in lacrosse, ran cross country, went to college, um, had such an amazing time in my sophomore year of college, my 17 year old brother, Daniel passed away suddenly as well. And I really feel that God was there because I was at college, but I came home for Easter break to see him in a baseball game. And I, if I had not seen him pitch in that varsity baseball game, I wouldn't have seen him for like two months. So I did feel like there was that love and protection from God that I had come home from college for this short visit, happened to see him. Um, and you know, that was a totally different type of loss when a child dies. That's a whole different thing than an adult dying. And so really my mom and I became even more close after that, just the two of us. Um, at the time, 
I, we, you know, at the time my mom was very financially successful. So I don't want to say that I was spoiled, but let's say I didn't know the value and I didn't understand financial stability, um, and what it feels like to really earn money. I, you know, we, I graduate from college. My mom, then you said it in the intro, she's great now. She's the CFO of our company, but she had two benign brain tumors, Um, and that's also where I got really into health and wellness, Mm. but what's interesting is right around the time that she was recovering from her surgeries and getting better. That's also when the housing market crashed and Lehman brothers crashed. She lost her business, which was the best thing that could have happened to me. This is why I'm also standing here today with you, um, because that propelled us into a lot of debt, $700,000 in personal debt, like credit card debt, not just like, uh, like real debt we needed to pay back. That took me, um, eight years to pay back. So what was happening was very beautiful. It was like, I, I was being molded and shaped into, uh, the person that I am today. It was very painful and not just for like a year, it was really tough for almost seven or eight years, but it was amazing because I got married to my husband, David, who only had $5,000 at the time. Um, And so I I had all this debt, we get married. Um, I have my business, Married with Organics, but I don't have a product line. I just have a private practice where I would see people one-on-one on 47th and 3rd in New York City and help them with health and wellness. And I would teach liquids to lunch, this concept of doing green juice, smoothie, tea, coffee, vegetable broth, whatever you want until lunch. And a lot of our clients would say, I love liquids to lunch. I love doing liquids to lunch, but I can't take a capsule. The capsule vitamin makes me so nauseous. And that's when I thought, okay, I should make a liquid vitamin. Mm. And that was also very impossible because I was in debt. I usually to do a custom blend batch of a product, Mm. you need a manufacturer to believe in you and you need to have capital to pay for like 20,000 bottles. And I could only pay for 90, 90 bottles. And I, I, I spent six months just calling around the country to find a manufacturer. And this woman in California, she, she believed in me. She sent me the 90 bottles. I sold them in my office without me even asking my clients. This was before, Jay, this was before Amazon was popular. It was not cool back then. I put it on Amazon and then some people who are my clients reviewed it without me even asking. And it went into an algorithm where it went to the first page of Amazon. I remember crying so hard. The first weekend I sold like $249 worth of vitamins. I couldn't believe it. And I saw that I could get myself out of debt. Mm -hmm. And over time it took years, but All of those pieces were kind of working together because I was trying to do the right thing, meaning take care of each individual client, help them live a healthier life, help my mom continue to be healthy. All the things were kind of in alignment. I just needed to keep pushing forward. Um, Also, there is one part of the story. um, If you'd like, I can share about the, the most important decision, um, that I had to make along the way, um, that I think, I I think it's, I think it's the most inspiring part of the story. So before I share that, um, one decision I made that truly changed the trajectory of my life, I just wanted to finish the last part of what I was saying, where, um, it was, really special because when we were building the company, the greatest thing I'm sharing this for anyone who might be doing a a startup, have a small business, a project. Um, my mom and I had an opportunity between like 2015 to 2018 to hire an employee to help us, but we didn't. Instead, Mm -hmm. we used that profit to launch another product instead of hiring another employee. 
So we didn't hire our first employee till 2018. Um, and now we have a team of 90. But the key was that when you had, when we had to make that tough decision, I think the one thing strategically that really allowed me to get out of debt and to make the business be successful and have cash flow. Um, we use it something called like a negative cash flow conversion cycle, um, just to build this without any outside funding, um, was to make that tough decision. Like we will keep doing it ourselves and use the little bit of profit we have to make another product to share with people. Um, and it's been amazing. I answer all the direct messages myself with just all of our customers. Um, and the one decision, so a lot of what I shared about my story has to do with things that happened to me. So things I had no control over, but there is one part of the story that I did have control over. Um, and that is, this is something I know that listeners will relate to because it was a decision that I made with my heart and that wasn't not logical at all. Mm. So the moment that I, I, David and I, my husband and I are so in love. Um, we have been through so much together. And at the time when I was in debt, um, there was someone else in our group of friends who was very successful, um, had millions of dollars and could have ease debt. We all knew, even my husband and I joke about it, that this person, you know, wanted to marry me and be with me. And I had this moment where I know if I went with this person mm -hmm. who is a great person, but if I went with them, uh, my debt would just go away. Like literally next day, no debt. <laughs> nothing okay and then there's my husband david the love of my life we have the same birthday same year so february 11th 1984 okay february 11th 1984 he's three hours older than me he's born three hours before me our mothers were in labor together <laughs> we are we are the same person you would love him if you met him. Um, I loved him. I love him so much. So there's David, who I know is like my other half. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I got engaged to him, even the person, you know, I wouldn't say that we had, we did not have an engagement party, but we were all in the same group of friends. So mm -hmm. even that person shared, you know, on the, already knew that Dave and I were engaged. The person who was more financially successful, I remember he said, and by the way, he said it with love. He was being kind, but he said like, are you sure? Are you sure you want to spend the rest of your life working? And for me, of course, in my mind, I love to create. I love to help people. My whole thing is about helping people time block and live a healthier life. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, of course, like what do you, like, it wasn't part of my paradigm shift, but nonetheless, um, I chose to marry the person I love easy for my heart, not logical, mm -hmm. but what's so beautiful for any people listening, especially any women listening. Um, I would not be talking to you. I would not have my company. I would not have this amazing team of 90 employees we would not have all of our customers. I would not be teaching, you know, my 13 week live book club with all of our fans. If I had not made that choice, I believed in myself. I said, look, I don't know how I'm going to get out of debt. I am capable. I will figure it out. I'll work so hard until I figure it out. And I think it's not about me, but it's about allowing people to believe in themselves even when people may be consciously or unconsciously putting doubt on you a little or projecting on you. Um, and through trusting and believing in myself, um, it is amazing to see that I came out the other end. Um, and that is completely priceless. Um, every time I would do a small micro action and I would chip away at the debt and I would chip away at building the business, I would create more self-esteem um, and a better connection with myself. This is like so powerful. It's, it's everything. It's like you want to do things that 
help you move forward, that help you create self-esteem, that help you build confidence in yourself, and that empower you to know you don't need anything external. You don't need anyone external to hand. You can do this yourself, no matter how hard, no matter how many years. And once you do that, I mean, that is like when I share my story, if someone said, what's the one decision you made that changed your whole life? It's that moment. I married the person I love. You know, we, I like had like a $200 wedding ring that was fake. That used to give me a rash for years. Like my friend made my dress. My husband borrowed his suit when he got married. We had no cake. I chose something that I knew a person that I love so much. I went and I got out of that $700,000 debt. We did that together. We had the four children together. We built the company together. We're going to listen to the podcast together. And that was worth it all. And so I hope that people will be able to transfer that energetically to any problem that they feel that they can't overcome for sure they can overcome it because it's there only because they can overcome it. Wow. What an incredible story. That is, I, I, I'm so thankful you actually shared that part. And what I want to ask you now is what do you love the most about your husband? And is it, has it changed for you since you first met him and first made the choice to actually go with him rather than the other guy who had the millions of dollars. And my second question, which is a follow-up, what do you love the most about yourself? So what's amazing about, well, David always jokes just for fun. I mean, it's, it's the sweetest thing. He's the sweetest person. He, he says like, at least he knows that I really love him. <laughs> I mean, that's like the obvious, right? But that's like, that's an amazing feeling for a man to feel so supported that against all odds, I loved him. And we were so connected. My mom asked me, you know, on my wedding day, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you really? And I knew that she was just trying to protect me because it, it is difficult when you start to have children. Um, and my mom is so amazing and she's so close with David. Um, but I said to her, you know, I would never replace David for anyone. I felt with like other people I had dated. I know this sounds a little bit cliche, but I felt like I could replace, you know, this guy with this guy and this guy with this guy with David. It was not logical. I just, we still laugh so hard. We're so similar. People who believe in astrology understand how astrologically we're such the same person. And because we went through like really bad times, really bad times. I didn't pay my rent for five months. Um, because we did that together, there's this feeling. Sure, now, you know, people see that we have our company and, but, and, and different things that we're doing to help and contribute in our communities. But, but we know that we did it together. The odds were so stacked against us. And I think that puts a smile on our face like if, if we give each other a hug, we just remember all of that. And, um, I think that, the, that, like, I think you asked just what do I, what attribute do I like about myself? Um, it's mostly that, and I think you're very similar because you're interviewing everyone on your stories. I feel like everyone has something that they went through that we can all learn from. And so I like that. I, I don't know where I got it from, but I like to hear, I like to talk to people. I like to hear what do they overcome? What I love hearing. What is, I ask people all the time, like, what's your routine? Like, what do you do? And another favorite question I love is I love food. So I love cooking. I love to ask everybody like, what food do you like to cook? Oh, I think we can make that gluten-free. I think we can make it dairy-free. I One thing I like about myself is that I do try to not make it about myself and more about my team and what we can learn from each other. And that makes me happy. It makes me feel good every day mm. um, just to extract whatever I can from every person because everyone has something to offer. And I like that that's how I grew up and that that's how I still am. And I hope it never changes. Mm. 
Did those hard times strengthen your relationship together or was there times where the pressure was almost too much? Like there was so much tension there. I'm, I'm this, is, this, is, this is an awesome question because there is a one small dynamic that shows just how powerful the tough times were. So my husband, my mom, and I are the very extremely close. So during the, the peak of the debt, you know, like still, let's say like, we're still, it's been like three years. We're still like $500,000 in debt. You know, I will tell you, and if David and Colleen were here, they would say this too. Definitely David and Colleen probably felt like we were never going to get out of debt. Mm -hmm. So the challenge was more that I'm not sure at all times, did my husband believe that I would be able to get us out of debt. And my mom for sure did not think we were going to get out of debt. <laughs> so, so some of the, not like you said, tension, but like some of the times I remember that we will for sure laugh, we for sure still laugh about is just how much I believed in myself, maybe almost too much that mm -hmm. I knew, I, I honestly knew I was going to get, get us out of this. I don't know how. Mm -hmm. So I think that those in the middle years, like when we had started to chip away at it, but where's the finish line? How long is this going to go on? Um, I, I think that it was great that I really believed that we would, because somebody's got to lead, somebody's got to lead the, the mental state of the situation. Um, and I think that that would be the, sometimes I feel like David and Colleen would gang up on me a little, you know, it's like their viewpoint versus mine. And, and my friend who is a businessman, he said that I always doubled down. So like, I always believed like we would do this and we're going to do this again and it's going to work out. Obviously everyone should be careful, but I tried to really push forward for us. Did you see, like, did you visually picture having no debt? Did you visually just like manifest oh, yeah. kind of thing? Like, did you it, feel like that worked? Absolutely. I, I think, I think it was knowing mm -hmm. that this, this routine that I execute every 24 hours, if I just keep doing this routine every 24 hours, four years, there's no way I can't get enough competitive edge or enough momentum mm -hmm. that I will hit critical mass. Yeah. I will, there'll be a moment when we're, and you know, you know, you, what's beautiful is like you do reach once you break through the wall, there was a moment where like one day it was, I think it was seven months pregnant with my first child, seven months pregnant with my first child. And Colleen said, we have enough cash to pay off the last $60,000. We don't have to do a payment plan anymore. Like we were on a lot of payment plans. Mm -hmm. Colleen's like, we could pay this one in full. And I remember that day, it was like, you hit enough critical mass that we just, then we were okay. Meaning at that point I had my first child, I still, still didn't have it. I didn't own anything. I didn't, you know, but I at least knew from that moment on whatever little bit of profit we have is actually now um, our cash flow not going to debt, you know? So that was a, it was a beautiful moment where I got to be out of debt before I had my first child. Mm. This is a very inspiring story. I'm loving it. <laughs> and Mary Ruth, I could speak to you forever, but I, I just noticed the time. So I want to yeah. be respectful of it. Two final questions for you, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, since you were like mentioning food earlier, this is a fun question. I love asking all my, my food experts on this and it kind of throws them sometimes, but what is the weirdest food combination you have tried and you love? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Um, oh, I wish I had like a weird food combination for you, but I'll tell you like two foods that sound like they don't go together and they're amazing. Um, I've done many Super Bowl Instagram lives on this recipe in the last couple of years. Like I think at least in the last five, six years. So it's coconut coconut milk powder onion rings. It's basically you take a packet of coconut milk powder that you bought on Amazon. You dump it in a bowl. You can use a vegan flax egg or regular egg, you know, so then you have coconut 
the powder, the coconut milk over here, the egg, and you slice the onions and you dip it in the batter. You dip it in the coconut milk powder and you can either put them in the air fryer or you can like use a skillet with a little bit of oil, which is so delicious. And you put the coconut milk powdered onion ring in the hot oil and you fry it. You cool them on a cooling rack. It is out of this world. It is so good. Um, and, and that's one of my favorite recipes that I put on my blog a long, long time ago. Um, I don't even think I have a blog anymore. It's just more that we have a collection. My mom has them. We have that recipe in case you want to email me, I'll send it over to you. Coconut flavored onions. Wow. Yeah, coconut milk, powder, onion rings taste like deep fried onion rings. And I like beet ketchup. So instead of tomato ketchup, you can make beet ketchup. So it's kind of like got, it's delicious. I swear you and my mom would, yeah, you and my mom get along so well. Uh, you got to send me these recipes. I mean, she love will, them. Like, you have to send it to her. I will get you this recipe. She, she will make it. I guarantee you. It's so delicious. <laughs> yes. Delicious. Oh my goodness. This is this is fun. <laughs> my final <laughs> question for you, Mary Ruth. This is my all-time favorite question. I ask everyone at the end. It's a hypothetical one, but I want you to imagine with me for a moment that you've been able to reach the age of one hundred. All your friends and your family have decided to put together a film for you of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Don't ask me how in the world they got it all. We'll just call it magic for the sake of argument. But they've been able to get it and show it to you on your 100th birthday. What do you want that film to say and to show about your life? Oh, my gosh. It's so inspiring. Almost when you were talking, I almost started crying. Um, what an amazing question. Um, wow. So, um, first, before I answer the question, when we do our onboarding, we always ask everyone what their favorite food is, but I, and they announce it to the whole team. I think I should use still a version of what you just said, um, because it's really something, this question, I, what I would like all of my friends, all of my family all of our customers, all of my employees, just everything, all of my community, everyone in my community. When I look back on my life, I would love people to be like, thank you so much, Mary Ruth, for giving us the tools to make every hour of our life one that was leading us towards more happiness and more health. That I feel is my whole mission I just want people to think of our company, our brands, and when they interact with us and say, wow, I'm so glad I've been following along with this person. I manage my time so much. My quality of life is so good. My health is great. I have so much joy. Even when people leave our team, I always say, I'm always encouraging millennials to like go out there, do, do your own thing. You're not going to be at our company forever. But I want people to be like, do you know, I used to work at Mary Ruth Organics and she really taught me how to take care of myself, self-care, community care, time management. I'm in a better place in my life because I interacted with all of them. And that even my children, if, if they grow up and they say like, I have a great life, I do things I love every day, thanks to my mom. I mean, that for me is, that's the 100 years. So what a great question. Um, do you, do you ever answer it on the show? <laughs> I never answered on the show, but I answered it in my book. Actually, oh, my, very, nice. my very first book, I, at the end, it's called the path of an eagle, how to overcome and lead after being knocked down. And trust me, it's a wild ride. Uh, but at the very yes. end, I answered the question because it is technically speaking, it's a leadership question. It's also, it's not just about your legacy. It's kind of like, how did you lead this world with your life? Did it, was it a positive way you were leading people or was it a negative way? Amazing. Someone once told me it stuck with me. He goes, Jay, everyone is a leader. You have a choice whether or not you're going to be a good one or a bad one. And this is, was this like, is so inspiring. I was like mind blown when I heard that. I'm like, it's so true. And I, for most of my life, at least I tried to be this 
I don't even think I was trying to be a leader. I was just like doing my own thing. But now consciously I know everything that I do, everything that I say, everything that I am, that impacts somebody else. I'm mindful of that. I'm not, you know, uh, it doesn't pressure me at all because I'm living authentically and, and being truthful to who I am, which then I hope rubs off on someone else. And then they can go and, and lead their own life in the best way they possibly can with like sharing it with others. So that's, yeah, I, I answered that question in the end of the book, which I, I have to send you the book so you can read it. No, also, can I buy it on Can I buy it on Amazon? It's actually not published yet. So I've, I've been going through this, this journey trying to get it published. Amazing. <laughs> so, amazing. Yeah. No, but I'll, amazing. I'll send you a PDF copy for sure. Um, so, you, so you can read it. I mean, it's got, it ha- yeah, it's just like, you got I love, <laughs> I love what you said. Two things you said. One, the question you ask at the end of your podcast is a leadership question, which is so mm-hmm. inspiring. And then also I think, the best takeaway is what you just said, which is everyone's a leader. Just decide whether you're good or a bad one. Mm. It's really something. Um, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. No worries. Thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you and connect with you? So um, our website is maryruthorganics.com and on Instagram, we're Mary Ruth Organics. So we would love to see you and thank you so much. And I know that our paths will cross again. I really don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guests today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you would like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on all podcast platforms. It is that easy. And if you did get something from today's guest, please do share it around with your friend or family member who you feel could benefit from hearing today's story. And before you go, I greatly appreciate it if you could spend 30 seconds leaving a rating review over on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to reaching more people and building this community of the Storybox. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one you heard today. Your support is always greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you then. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.